Tonight we continue looking through this final servant song in Isaiah chapter 53. And as we've heard John 18 and John 19 read to us, we've heard the story of Isaiah 53 playing out in history. But some 700 years before this event actually took place, Isaiah writes this passage. Isaiah writes this passage to give us a deeper meaning of what's going on in the crucifixion of Christ. He shares its purpose and its result. Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 through 9. I invite you to open up your Bibles with me as we see what's going on behind the scenes of John 19. Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 9, reading in Jesus' name. Surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that is silent before its shearers, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people, for whom the stroke was due? His grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was with the rich man in his death, because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. Father God, these are your words, and your word is truth. We pray, Lord, that you would sanctify us in your truth here this evening. Help us to see you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. We heard the story, Christ died. An innocent man put to death, an innocent man beaten, flogged, and crucified. And all for what? For what reason? For what purpose? He didn't deserve it. Oftentimes we ask the question when someone dies at a young age, why did they die? Why? They were so young, just 33 years old, and Jesus died. Most of the time we aren't given the answer to the question, why did this person die? But tonight, God's word shows us the answer as to why Jesus died. Isaiah writes this answer for us here in this passage. We know why Jesus died. His death served a purpose. His death was to fulfill what was prophesied back in Isaiah. Isaiah begins this song saying the servant will succeed, saying the servant will prosper, he will act wisely, and he will sprinkle many nations that he would be a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as the song continues, we see just how acquainted this servant was. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians that this servant, that Jesus, isn't just well acquainted with sorrows and griefs, but he actually takes them upon himself. And he actually becomes that which causes sorrow and grief. He actually becomes sin, the Savior. Innocent, pure, holy, spotless, Lamb of God takes upon himself grief and sorrow, transgressions, iniquity. He becomes sin. But these things that he takes upon himself aren't just vague ideas or not just vague concepts. It's not just sin in general that he takes upon himself. But what does Isaiah say? He specifies it. Isaiah says, 
It's our sin. It's not addictions in general that Christ takes upon Himself. It's your addictions that Christ takes upon Himself. He's not just removing all fear and trembling. He's not just removing every tear from everyone's eye here or just every crying. It's your sorrow. It's your grief. He takes these things upon Himself. At times we have a tendency to think of ourselves as good people, right? Most of us, if I were to ask you today, are you a good person? You might not say yes, but there's probably two answers that I would hear. And you could ask anybody on the street this question. You'll probably hear one of two answers. One, you might hear someone say, well, I think so. I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty good person. That might be one answer. And say, I'm not perfect, but nobody is and justify their own goodness based on the fact that no one is perfect. Or there might be someone who's not as confident in themselves, who says, well, I'm not a bad person. And you can put yourself wherever you want to on this sliding scale of morality in this life. And it moves around, and it depends on whoever asks the question where you fit on that. But maybe that's the wrong question. Maybe instead of asking the question, are you a good person, maybe we should ask the question, do you have sorrows? Do you have grief? Do you have pain? Do you have agony? And every one of us here tonight can say, yes, we do. Each one of us has pain. Each one of us has sorrow. Each one of us has grief. And none of these things were there when God first created this earth. These are all consequences of sin. We live in the effects of sin in this world. And Isaiah says here, the servant took all of these things upon himself. And we can go one step further. And we can ask the question, have you sinned? Have you sinned even just one time? Each one of us has and I would venture to guess that each one of us has our own skeletons in the closet that we hope never sees the light of day. That each one of us has something that we are trying desperately to keep hidden from everybody else that no one knows that this is what I'm really like behind closed doors. We all have these things. No matter how hard we try to cover them up and to hide them and to pretend that they don't exist, they exist and we live in this reality. We can't get rid of these things. But there is someone who can. And there is someone who did. And this is why Jesus died. He took upon himself all the ugliness of humanity. And he took care of it. He didn't put some makeup on it to make it look better. No, he actually changed it. He took care of it. He fixed the brokenness in this world. He took our grief. He took our sickness. He took our sin. He took our own ugliness that we try to hide from everybody else, and he fixed it. In verse 5, we see that he pays the price for it. He was pierced through. He was crushed. He was scourged, and he was wounded. And for what? For my shortcomings. For your shortcomings for the times that we fail, for the things that we try to keep out of everybody else's sight. But don't miss the purpose in verse 5 of why Jesus went through these things. Verse 5 continues, For our well-being. He was wounded for our healing. By His wounds we are healed. 
And as he takes these things upon himself and as he suffers for these things in our place, we are healed. Verse 6, Isaiah writes, The Lord has caused the the iniquity of us all to fall on him. And as we see Jesus' death on the cross, as we look to that event, we don't only see Jesus' death, we see our death. We see the death to our sin, the death of our suffering, the death of our illness, the death of our grief as well. Christ died because our sins called for death. Christ was wounded because our sins don't allow anyone to get off scot-free. He was crushed because that's what God's law demands for sinners. God's wrath needed to be satisfied, and it's either you go through it or someone else go through it for you, and Christ went through it for you. This stands, Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 6, answers the question, why did Jesus die? Why did Jesus go through all of these things when he didn't have to? And the answer is simply to remove your suffering. The answer is to heal your wounds. The answer is to take away our sorrow, to pay for our sins. Why did he do it? For your healing. This is why Jesus died. Verses 7 through 9 of our text explains the servant fulfilling this task. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that is silent before its shears, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living? For the transgression of my people, to whom the stroke was due. His grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was with a rich man in his death, because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. Jesus' death brings about results. Brings about results for you and for me. He went through with this sentence. Though innocent himself, he allowed himself to be oppressed. He allowed himself to be taken away, and he knew exactly where they were taking him away to, taking him to die. He was cut off from the land of the living. And on that Good Friday, Christ died. He didn't deserve to die, but instead he died vicariously for you. He died your death. He died my death, the death we deserve to die. And he gave up his spirit, and he gave up his life, and his body was taken down from the cross, And laid in the tomb. And there his corpse lay. There lay the result of our sins. There lay the answer to our sins. The answer to our sorrow. The answer to our pain. The answer to your suffering. Lies in that grave. In the corpse of Christ. His life was a ransom for all. And in this act... In this death of Christ, the Son of God and the Son of Man, the sacrificial death, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against him, but instead counting your trespasses against Christ. And in this death, Jesus took away the sin of the world, all of your sins. In this death, God separated your sin from you as far as the east is from the west. Scripture says it's thrown off into the deepest part of the sea, never to be seen of again. Poetic language to say it's not by you anymore. It's not hanging over your head. It's not on your shoulders. It's taken care of. It's been 
removed. It's gone. It's finished. And the ransom is paid. And now instead of hostility with God, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. And only through Christ do we have peace with him. Because of the wounds of the Savior, you tonight are healed. And because he has taken our sins upon himself, your sin has been removed. That's the result of this. That's the purpose of Christ's death on this Good Friday. He died so that you could be healed. He was innocent, and yet he took our sin and our guilt so us guilty people could go free, innocent. The wrath of God was satisfied in Christ on that cross. And Jesus died, and it looked to everybody else as though Jesus were in fact defeated. But we know on the basis of Scripture, he wasn't defeated. Instead, our sin was defeated. Instead, Satan was defeated. Instead, our condemnation was defeated, and now we have no condemnation before God in Christ Jesus. Sin was once and for all atoned for there in his death. And so now the skeletons in your closet can do you no harm. Now the skeletons in your closet have been brought to the light of God, and they bear no condemnation on your life anymore. Brothers and sisters, you are forgiven because Christ went through this for you to heal you. You would think that humanity would be jumping for joy at the news of this. You'd think they'd be celebrating this freedom. They'd be celebrating this victory and we'd have to be silenced. Someone would have to tell us to stop talking about this joy. Stop talking about this victory. You would think that we'd continue to be telling everyone about the forgiveness we've found in Christ and the peace with God that we have based in Christ and his work. Yet they didn't. As Lane pointed out, four friendly people at the foot of the cross. Everyone else was enemies of Jesus. And there is in front of Christ as he died, his disciple whom he loved, John, and his mother and the other Marys, the ones who were shouting for joy on Sunday saying, Jesus, save us. They walk away from that cross that day thinking all hope is lost. Isaiah writes in verse 4, Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. The crowd walked away that day. They didn't see their sin on the cross. They walked away that day. They didn't see Jesus suffering in their place. They walked away that day and they didn't see their atonement being paid for right before their eyes. They walked away that day. They didn't see God's wrath for their sin. Instead, they saw a man getting what they thought he had coming. Instead, they saw a man smitten of God and afflicted. And instead of seeing their own healing, their only chance at salvation, their only chance of forgiveness, they walked away. They didn't see their healing. They didn't see their death. And they didn't see their life either. They failed to see their Savior. But the fact remains, by his wounds, even they were healed. The answer to our sin, the answer to our grief, to our sorrow, to our pain is found in the Savior on the cross for you. 
Isaiah writes that all of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one of us has gone to our own way. Each one of us has a tendency in our lives to walk away from this cross, to walk away from this work that Jesus has done for you. But what does the rest of that verse say? The Lord caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Jesus still went through that death for you. At the end of the day, the result of Good Friday left an innocent man dead. And it also left a world full of guilty people free and forgiven. Because the Lord caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. Let's pray. Father, this doesn't make sense to us. It's hard for us to wrap our minds around this idea that you died for us, that you died for our sin, for my transgressions, for the skeletons in my closet, for the times, Lord, that I walk away from you, that I turn my back on you, for the times when I'm ashamed of you. You died for those. And Lord, your death brings about our healing Your death brings about our life. Your death brings to us an answer for our sorrow, an answer for our pain, an answer for our suffering. That there's more to this life. That you have come to fix these things. You've come to fix sin in the world. Father, we thank you and we praise you for being the one who since the beginning of time has laid this plan out, who's laid this plan of salvation out for us. Father, help us to look to the cross, to see your son, to see our sin, to see our death, to see the wrath that we deserve but was taken by Christ for us. Help us, Lord, to see the cross and see our healing as well. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.